Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here at New York City. I'm sitting here at the bright red desk on a beautiful Sunday. Um, and it is January 17th, 2021. Jupiter and Uranus squared a little bit earlier today. Woohoo! They only do it once every 13 years, so we're, they're kind of inviting us to um, think about what that next chapter looks like. Opening square, right? Let me think about that. Uranus is in Taurus, Jupiter's in Aquarius. Yeah, opening square. No, closing square. Coming in for a landing, saying, yeah, where are we going? What are we doing? We're coming in, we're coming in. We figured out some bunch of stuff. So it's closing square 13 years ago, well, nine years ago. You came up with some idea, and now the energy is coming in for a landing, right? You're coming in to tar- start the new chapter. So that's helpful. And uh, this week, um, we have an interesting week ahead of us. One of the things that takes place is the Mars-Uranus conjunction that we're going to have in um, uh, in Taurus. And also a couple days ago, which I forgot last week because there was so much to talk about, a couple days ago we entered Mercury's shadow for his upcoming retrograde, which happened on the 15th. And Mercury's going to be retrograde in a couple of weeks and be retrograde most of February in Aquarius. So we entered his shadow yesterday. Well, no, fr- uh, what's the 15th? Friday. We entered it probably Thursday night, late Thursday night, because it's 11 11- 1101, uh, but yeah, so late Thursday, early Friday um, was entering the shadow, and then we are now working in his shadow. So whatever came to light around communications, uh, conversations with people, saying things to you, and you're going, oh, I didn't know about that, an excellent time to watch, because we're going to have Mercury retrograde in his favorite sign, one of his favorite signs, he loves Aquarius, but it also is a little bit of a topsy-turvy energy when he enters his shadow. So we get mixed messages. We get a different way of thinking about things. We see stuff from a different perspective. So think about the knowledge or the information that came in 14th, 15th, and said, oh, well, we're going to work to reverse this to help you understand it, to help you see it on a new level, and to figure out what that looks like. So important ahead. Now, the other big thing we're having this week, which, of course, astrologers have been muttering about for years. Um, a lot of times there's astrology muttering in the world where the astrologer goes, rah, 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 rah. one of the things they've been talking about is this Mars-Uranus square, um, which happens every two years. Mars and Uranus meet up, but they don't often meet up on the inauguration day. <laughs> and so it happens, I think it's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Let me look. Uh on, on election day, it's 3:37 East Coast time on January 20th, and you know Mars is you know action and Uranus is explosions, so this is kind of a, an interesting energetic story. You know, my brother you know is a Taurus; he's an early Taurus, so he texted me the other day going, "What the heck is going on, man? I want to jump out of my skin. I want to just run away and join the cert. I mean, I just I want to get in my car." And, you know, and go some to go camp in the woods or something, you know, and, and he doesn't normally um, he doesn't normally do this. He wrote it was very cute. And I've watched your podcast twice. What is going on with my energy? It hit me midday midday. I just want to get out of here. Go somewhere, anywhere. But here weird dreams had a fight with a friend. Uh, the, 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 all the stuff about the friend. 
my energy is crazy today. I'm thinking about going to a high desert Joshua tree and just hike, meditate, and sleep in my car for a couple days. <laughs> Guidance, suggestions, help. I don't understand. I've been writing prolifically, a lot more meditation, detailed dreams, and I went way off my eating program. You know, it's it's a crazy kind of energy. So my brother is reporting in for all of you. Uh, he is my third house. Um, but, yeah, the, a lot of energy, very, very potent, very potent. So I got that text, and I gave him a call, and we chatted for a little bit. And, you know, it is that energy of wanting to jump a little out of your life, a little out of your skin. Some people are running really angry. Some people are running really anxious. It is an anxiety energy. Mars is active. He just got loaded up with Saturn's energy. He just broke free of the restrictions of Saturn. And he said, I don't want to follow the rules. I want to run away. And so you want to kind of watch that rebellious energy in your chart. Of course, Saturn and Uranus are going to have a square, uh, their first of three, which is kind of the feature. You know, last year the feature was the COVID clump. This year it's the Saturn-Uranus square. And what they're doing is they're looking at that 99 to 2000 period when you're working on something. So in my case, I was working on Y2K stuff for, for Pepsi, and then and then at the end of it, May, I went, okay, now I want to go be an astrologer. So this is uh, pushing, and, and it's the planets are in the same signs but reversed. So back in 99, Uranus was in, uh, Uranus was in Aquarius and Saturn was in Taurus. And now they've shifted spaces. So you want to kind of think about 99 through spring of 2000. The energy of then is kind of piping up and it goes, okay, so you did something for 20 years, depending on how old you are, because you're not that old, but now we're going to change it. We're going to change it. You ready? And so there's this desire to break free of this old paradigm and shift into the new. Problem is we don't really know what the new looks like yet because we're still in the midst of all this tumultuous change. So, uh, you know, I said last week the analogy is Uranus and Taurus is whiplash. Saturn and Aquarius is breathing. <laughs> uh, Aquarius is air. Aquarius is your ankles. Aquarius is your, um, you know, like when you, when you swim and you get a kickboard and you kick, 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 kick. It pedals you along. Aquarius is your shins, you know, so rub your shins, literally. I mean, sometimes when you're really energetically wired, it helps to bring it back to the body. So Uranus and Taurus is your neck, rubbing your neck. Uranus, Saturn, and Aquarius is your ankles and your shins, rubbing them, right, or holding them or holding Aquarian things. It also is electric. So up with the minerals, up with the vitamin C, the D, the B. Uh, it tends to burn through your potassium and your magnesium, so those are good. You know, you don't have to do a lot, just a one-a-day supplement, but you're, you're really feeling this electrical charge running through uh, once Mars hits Uranus, he inaugurates a new two-year term, which, of course, we're going to have another one two years from now. Go into that new, into that new gener, in that new energy. So it's a very forward motion, new beginning, starting stuff, creative stuff, and um, and I apologize for the beeping sound. I have this new, uh, I have Spectrum now as my phone supplier because the New York. Because AT&T doesn't want to do wires anymore. I mean, it's very bizarre. But So you're hearing my call waiting signal, which normally you don't hear. Uh, so, yeah, so it's a busy week, and it's anxious week, and it's got a lot of anxiety. And, of course, we've heard from, um, 
You've heard from the mili- the uh, FBI and the military planners and the people that pay attention to this stuff on the NSA, people that pay attention to this stuff on the Internet, that we can anticipate some protests and some violence and some crazy, crazy. And I was talking to my good friend, uh, Joanna Carroll, who's a very good medium. And, you know, we had done a trade, so she was going to read my chart, which we didn't actually get a you know, we had a few reasons we didn't get there, and we just did it. And she said, oh, by the way, I got this message for you. So I wrote it in my column, and I'm going to put it up on the website, that they're, you know, sh- her guides are saying, you know, two instances run, you know, planned, planned and coordinated, but they have a one-two punch. So it's kind of like in the old days when the when she said it to me, I'm like, oh, well, like IEDs, you know, they blow it up. And then you run towards it, and then they blow it up again, and they get you. They get the first responders. So we just need to be really conscious and careful with this energy being such a heightened, heightened amount um, over this next few days. So uh, practice breathing, practice anxiety control, practice paying attention. <sighs> you know that whole deep breath thing. So it's important, and uh, forward motion. Fortunately, none of the plants are out of bounds, which is good news. Moon's back in bounds again. He was out of bounds the other day uh, when we had the uh, protests. At, uh, we had the protests, and now we're forward, and we had the new moon. It was out of bounds. And now we're forward into that new moon energy. You can still do your new moon ritual because it's Pisces. We aren't to the opening square yet. Uh, So if you didn't do a new moon ritual on Wednesday, Tuesday night for the West Coast people, Wednesday morning, 12.01 for the New York East Coast folks, um, great, you know, good time to do it, kind of think about, because this is the first new moon after Jupiter and Saturn met in Aquarius, right? And then Mars is coming to Uranus, the secondary ruler of Aquarius, inaugurating a new cycle, literally, on Inauguration Day, but starting a new chapter, which kind of is going to push us into the next space. Our job, should we decide to accept it, (laughs) is to remember we aren't finished with our Pluto transit for another two years. You know, I've been saying things to people, oh, yeah, we're having our Pluto transit, we're having our Pluto transit, and people have been calling and going, yeah, we finally got through the Pluto transit. You know, administration's changing. I'm like, no, we got two more years of the Pluto transit. We aren't anywhere near done yet, and we all have to uh, we have to focus on our vision. We have to focus on our vision of what we want our com- our own personal lives to be. What do we want in our life? What does it look like? And we have to focus on our vision of what we want our person, you know, our family's life to be like and then, you know, our local friends and community. And then we want to focus on what we want our country's life to be like. You know, what's our vision for our country? What is our hope and dream for the country? Go reread the Declaration of Independence. Go read it. This is a good time to read it because it really talks about what is the vision. The chart that got cast, that was picked, picked for us by the Founding Fathers, was we declare our freedoms. They had already started the Revolutionary War, it had already had the first shots fired, but they hadn't actually sent a note to the king saying, the heck with you, right? So go read that declaration. It's an aspirational vehicle. It says to us, what do we aspire to? Aquarius, I want you to think about what you aspire to. What is it you envision your life to be like? What's that creative vision that's, that's calling you, that's inviting you to work for your betterment of yourself, work for the betterment of your community, 
what is what is it that calls your soul? And remember, with Pluto transit, we get to undergo, really, you know, one of the things when you have a Pluto transit, and quite a few of you have, some of you are my clients, and I know we, we've talked about your Pluto transit. But when you have a Pluto transit, you undergo a profound transformation. And after you're finished it, you can't go back again. The story is over. It's done. It's been transformed. But as you're going through it, what Pluto does is he says to him, you know, you said to me this was important. And you go, yeah, yeah, it was. And Pluto goes, let me let me show you how, let's see how important it really is. And we go through a journey of of really coming alive, but going through a little bit of a death and a rebirth. Remember, Pluto rules the underworld. He takes you places you're not sure you really want to go, but you have to. That's part of the journey of Pluto. And as a country, we're about to have that transformation happen. Uh, it happens once every 248 years. It's big. It's big. And it inaugurates now. And it wasn't the the leaving of the guy in the white, not that he's left yet, actually, but it was the looking at our looking at our lives, looking at what we've become, looking at who we are, and kind of saying, "Is is this what I want? Is this what I want?" And if I don't want it, then I have to act in a way I do want. Aspirational, you know, that my you know act as if, at you know, fake it till you make it. If you're an AA person, you know, just practice. Do it again. New day. Do it again. New day. Do it again. What's that aspiration you're working on? If you don't know, that's okay. You didn't know where you would be 20 years ago when you started. When I said I want to be an astrologer, uh, I didn't. I didn't know where I'd end up. I just knew I wanted to get out of corporate and go do that. Right? Um, yeah. 20 years later, here I am. You didn't know where you were going to be in May. From May of think of May of 2000 to now. And now we're starting a new one, a new 20-year cycle. So you learned a lot. You did a lot. You had a lot of life experiences. What does this new chapter look like? What are your hopes and dreams? These planets are in the sign of hopes and dreams. Aquarius is the sign of the greater good of the community, the collective, the belief system of the people, the belief system of you regarding your neighborhood, your community, your purpose. It's a big one. It's a big one. And of course, nothing like a you know nothing like the siege of a capital to make you go, what are we doing? <laughs> so when you watch that Uranus and you went, what are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? Where are we going? What's that look like? So with that in mind, we'll talk about the week ahead. But you know, it's it's really important for you over the next few days. You know, new moon we just had, new beginning we have on Wednesday. What do you want? What do you? What's your contribution to planet Earth? Why are you here on Earth taking up taking up space, leaving a carbon footprint, petting your dog, hanging out with your family, eating really good food, but no pasta? Um, actually, I'm modifying now. The new moon was I hadn't cooked pasta in three months. Now, now, we're getting rid of the pasta completely because on occasion, like when it's on the – it's on the side of the veal, the chicken marsala, you know. I'll go, yeah, give me a little pasta with some butter in it. So I'm giving that up to no more pasta, period. But I can do it one day at a time. Um, aspirational, not inspirational. Aspirational. Aspire. Aspire means to breathe. Spirey, spirit. Conspire means breathing with. 
So what are you going to conspire with? What are you going to breathe with? You know, we we go, oh, it's conspiracy theory. Well, you know, conspire means we breathe together. And breath is so important. We've been learning about breath all this year. Whether it was the COVID virus, it was the murder of George Floyd, it was Eric Garner years before him who's lying on the ground going, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. We have learned the meaning of breath. Breathe in, breathe out. Who do you want to breathe with? Who do you want to share the air with? We share the air with each other. But who's on your list of who you want to share the air with? When you snuggle in with somebody at night and you share share the air that comes out of their nose, you kind of smell it, right? That kind of, what's the air smell like? So it's a forward, it's a biggie. And it's a a big, big new week, big new direction, big new aspiration. Hang on. Wild ride, not unexpected, but part of the process, part of the process of transformation and change. And on that note, we'll go into the planets. And the cat's walking near the phone, which makes me, he's basically adapted a bunch of Max's habits. Hi, Remo. Except some of them I'm like, you don't do that. Remo, Max used to do that. Remo's like, I'm Max now. I kind of wonder if it's him channeling Max or if he's just being a little bit of a brat because he can because now he's the top cat. I mean brat in an endearing way. I don't mean that in a mean way to call my cat a brat. All right, so the sun this week, last degrees of Capricorn, goes into Aquarius on the 19th. Remember, the whole sky is still answering to Saturn. Every planet in the heavens talking to Saturn. Saturn's the boss for a while. So uh, I know. You want to come over? He's now howling over there. Um, So Saturn in Cap goes into Aquarius on the 19th at 3.39 p.m., and it gets to 7. So this week he enters Aquarius for 30 30 days. He has a hard aspect with the nodes of fate on the 23rd, you know, stressful energy around it. He combines, he parallels uh, Saturn in Aquarius on the 21st around midnight. Um, so there's a there's a connection. He has a hard he has a semi square to Neptune on the on the twenty third, which is sometimes an emotional energy. And then he meets up with Saturn in Aquarius on January twenty third uh, for a forward motion. We are now beginning. We had the new moon with it. Then we had the Mars Uranus with the ruler, and then Sun comes to Saturn on the twenty third, kind of kicking him up and saying, okay. He takes a year to go around, and he will, you know, he's meeting up with Saturn and getting his new orders, new direction, new structure. He has a sextile to Chiron on the 25th, so there's an opportunity for some wounding, and then he has a square to Uranus, Sun squares Uranus on the 26th, and Vesta, Sun aspects Vesta. So that's a lot of moving energy, um, you know, changing home, moving into new environments, setting up a new thing. Mercury this week runs from 15 Aquarius to 25 Aquarius. So he's kicking along. He has an aspect with the nodes of fate on the 20th at 338. Interestingly, Mercury hits the nodes of fate, and 337 Mars hits Uranus. So we're going to watch that time on the 20th, because that's kind of big. We also have Mercury uh, in a positive energy with that, and then we have a forward motion of Mercury adjusting the home on the 22nd, and then he has a hard aspect with Eris, the goddess of discord, on the 24th, and a um, meaning little arguments and fights. And then he has a change in 
structures and creativities on the 24th. So there's that's an argumentative aspect on the 24th, but you know we're arguing anyway. It just seems to be part of the part of the deal these days. Venus this week uh, is in Capricorn, zipping along. She goes from 11 Capricorn to 22 Capricorn. Uh, on the 17th, she has she dives into the south node, so there's a loss and ending a goodbye. And she has an, another hard aspect with the nodes on the 23rd. Whenever we have this many planets with nodes, this is like a big influx and an outpouring. So people come in, people go out, the nodes of fate are active. Of course, the nodes are running at 19 Gemini Sag, which is aspecting uh, the U.S. chart, because we have planets at 19 Virgo. But for all of us, this makes these tend to be people come in, people come out. You know, I remember a while back I taught an astrology class, and we were looking at some stuff, and two of the people in the class had met their beloveds on the same night, on the same day. You know, they both had had first dates, and then it had resulted. And, you know, and then that date subsequently became, I would say, what happened on that date, and like five or six clients all met their beloveds on that date. So I was like, this is like really cool. And so then I went and looked at the day itself rather than their charts, and um, it was like a big day for meeting people. So we have a lot of meeting people or running into new people that we haven't met yet that are now going to be part of our life this week because so much nodal action. We have the sun aspecting the nodes. We have Mercury aspecting the nodes twice. We have Venus aspecting the nodes twice. Uh, so Venus also aspects them on the 23rd, and then she has a very creative aspect on the 24th. And she is parallel with Pluto, embracing power and understanding on the 23rd. Action, action. Mars this week in Taurus, five and a half Taurus, going to, hang on, page shift. And, of course, pages are sticking together because that's what they do, uh, through eight. Um, so Mars uh, is in uh, adjusting the home on the 19th. Change in the home, change in the direction of the home. Hits Uranus, which is everybody's been waiting for that. It's been two years coming. Um, starts, I'm sorry, starts a new two-year cycle. And that's in January 20th at 3:37, and then he squares Jupiter on January 23rd. Mars squares Jupiter on the 23rd, kicks us off. We also have today Jupiter squaring Uranus, which is, as I mentioned before, once every 13 years, and it's a closing square, integrating. And then we have Saturn aspecting the nodes of fate. <laughs> he goes, Uranus and Jupiter square happens at 643 degrees. If you have planets at 643, they're going to be activated. And then Saturn this week goes from 3 to 4, uh, 355 to 410, and he has an aspect with the node of fate on the 21st at 7.17 p.m. Again, nodes of fate, nodes of fate, right? The 21st, we also have Ceres meeting Neptune, uh, and then we have Neptune hitting the nodes of fate on the 26th. Neptune squares the nodes of fate. Again, happens once every 19 years. These are big aspects. Um, Saturn once every 29 years. These are big aspects. <laughs> and then we have Vesta stationing to go direct on the 19th at 21 Virgo. So, busy week. And, oh, we also have Ceres squaring the nodes. That only happens every four years. And that's on January 22nd. So, big week ahead. Big week ahead. Then when we look at the moons, lovely little moons that we have. Uh, so, right now, today, um, 17th, the moon's in Pisces. It goes void tonight at 1044 p.m. with a nice sextile to the sun. 
And then tomorrow is Martin Luther King Day. The moon goes into Aries, uh, and it's in Aries at 2.17 in the morning through uh, Wednesday morning at 3.29 a.m. The 20th at 3.29 a.m. It goes void with a square to Pluto. And then the moon goes into Taurus, uh, 1.56 p.m. on Inauguration Day. Um, And it's in Taurus on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday till 4.29 p.m. when it goes void with a trine to Pluto. It's void Friday night from 4.29 p.m. through 2.43 in the morning on the 23rd. And then it goes into Gemini on the 23rd, the 24th, the 25th, and it goes void with a trine to Mercury. So uh, today, easy because of the sextile. The 19th, the 20th, the 18th, the 19th, and the 20th, moons and Aries, which is a little more assertive. And then um, Mars goes, uh, Sun goes into Aquarius on the 19th, and then, of course, the Uranus-Mars square on the 20th. Um, so it's kind of a big week. The Mars squares Jupiter next weekend, you know, Mars squared Saturn this week, last week when it went uh, the, on the new moon on the on the 13th. And then Mars squares uh, Jupiter, and then he is finished with his three squares. Remember, he entered Aries July 20, the beginning of July. He went into his shadow July 25th. He went forward. He stationed on September 9th. He went backwards till November, November 11th. He went forward. And in that time, he's been squaring the COVID clump three times. So he squared him in August. He squared him in October. And now he squared Pluto last year. Um, because he was still in Capricorn. He just did Saturn on the 13th, and then this weekend coming up, he's going to square Jupiter on the 23rd. So he kind of does this wrapping up of his journey from when he's been in Aries. Because even though he's now in Taurus, Mars is in Taurus, he's still carrying the... But I still have to finish up with Saturn and Jupiter. So it's kind of like the... um, You know how sometimes you leave, or you change a position, and then they send you a... You know, what's your survey? You know, what would you think about it? Or, the, you know, you'll do the phone call with the tech service, and they'll say, you know, if you want to stay on the phone, for a, give, us a, give us a report. We'll give a secret report at the end of the, end of the experience and let us know how it was. That's Mars square Saturn, and that's Mars square Jupiter. Because they've already changed. They're already, and he's catching up to them, and he's saying, so how was the party when you were at Pluto with Capricorn? What was going on then? And you're like, yeah, that was, an, that was an interesting party. You know, I have a little perspective on it now. I'm thinking about it differently. I'm thinking about it differently. Um, that was an experience, yeah. And as we get a little further away from the experiences, we have to remember, we have to remember what went on, right, and and how it felt. And then secondly, how we dealt with it. Right. So as we're watching the fallout over the next few weeks from what went on during the Capitol, um, the Capitol attacks, you know, I'm I'm following my out of bounds Josh Hawley pretty hard, uh, hard and fast, and they just canceled this one of the hotels just can a hotel canceled a fundraiser that he's supposed to have in February in Orlando. Um, the hotel canceled it. I'm like. Ooh, and I, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who's very smart, and she said to me, "Ann, you know, the government has a lot of alliances with the corporations, 
when the corporations say this is done, this is when it's done. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting perspective. She's she's a Scorpio. She's she she goes much darker than I do. I'm a Virgo. I try. I think we can fix everything. She's a Scorpio. She said, no, they're done. They're done. I'm like, oh, that's interesting, because. And then I heard it. Somebody said it to me, and I thought that's really very wise. Um, every corporation that that paid attention this summer, and said Black Lives Matter, people of color matter. We can't have this biased culture anymore. We need to change. They can't go back on that. These people are all white supremacists. They can't go back. They can't continue to support them. They have agreed to go forward and change as hard, as unpleasant, as difficult, as aspirational, as enthusiastic, as whatever. But they have said, I can't go back. So you guys are white supremacists. We can't support you. And I know not all of them were white supremacists. Some of them were QAnons, and some of them were actually paramilitary folk. But they're looking and they're going, we can't go back. We can't. We have to go forward. So our goal as people of consciousness, as people who think, as people who pay attention, we all have to say, this is the way we want to go forward. And we all have to unite in what that vision looks like and say, okay, we're going to go forward. This is how we're going to get there. We're not going to feed the flame of that. We're going to support this as our vision of where we're going. And in that capacity, that's how we get there. And on that note, the weekly weather is, according to the British lady, done. (laughs) So I wish you all a good week. Happy inauguration. Happy chaos and crazy. Remember, it's a bit of a wild ride this week because of that Mars Uranus. Um, And hopefully... You know, we get to the other side of it and we go, and we're good. So sending you lots of love, a big hug, and adventure, excitement ahead. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Remember, Dorothy won at the end. She got through with those little ruby red slippers and her friends, and everything ended happy. The cowardly lion got coward, got bravery. The tin man got a heart, even though it was breaking. And the scarecrow got his brains, and Dorothy got back to Kansas. We're all going to do fine. Sending you a lot of love. Ann Ortley signing off from the bright red desk. Bye-bye.